Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Tanya J. Powers for Fox News Radio. And today I'm spending a few moments with John Gordon, who is the author of The Power of a Positive Team. An all-around cheery guy. Can I just call you that? Because <laughs> you talk about being positive and, and how to how to work with people, especially your teams maybe at work or whatever you're in, to not be negative. Is, have I kind of covered that correctly? Yeah, definitely. But right. funny is that I'm not naturally positive. Oh, okay. I grew up in Long Island, New York in a Jewish-Italian family. <laughs> a lot of food, a lot of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're here today to talk about your new book. I want you to talk to me about the... Kind of, let's paint a little picture here for a minute. The state of of things nowadays, especially on social media, Twitter and Facebook and the like, and it just seems like everybody is so negative, and we are all so consumed with keeping up with what's going on and the people around us with these horrible attitudes that you're like, wow, I didn't realize this person was this negative until I started following them on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. How do you not get sucked into all that? I have seen more negativity now than ever, and it's getting really bad social media, in person. And what I teach people is that it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. The outside is just noise and hype and beliefs and expectations outside. Mm -hmm. What matters is how you live inside out. So each one of us could choose to be a positive person. We create inside out through our passion, our purpose, our love, and our joy. And so I work into a school district and there's negativity outside, but hey, what are we doing inside our school to be great for each other and also for our students? I go work with the sports teams, work with the LA Dodgers and the Rams and teams like that. Okay, guys, how can we have a great year this year? Even though we're going to face adversity and have setbacks, how do we stay positive through the challenges? And so it's a mindset. It's a shift in perspective. And it's a decision to say through all the negativity, I'm going to stay positive through it. And I often say it's not cliche, right? It's not like just stay positive, Pollyanna positive. Mm -hmm. It's, It's knowing that things stink at times. It's knowing that there are energy vampires that want to suck the life right out of you. Ooh, that's a good term. And we have to overcome that. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned the fact that you, you teach this. Um, what has the, been the most challenging thing for you to be able to teach this to others but without sounding like Pollyanna? Oh, just be happy and smile. Right. Well, for me, it's I had to live it. So mm-hmm. one, I had to overcome my own challenges of negativity to become a more positive person. My wife almost left me years ago because I was so negative. And so in that struggle, I actually learned these strategies work. But I'm not really brought in by organizations and teams that are naturally negative because they're not (laughs) going to bring someone like me in. Probably not. But the challenge is when I first get up in front of a team or or a company and there are issues, there is negativity going on. For instance, I worked with EMC and Dell when they merged together. Mm -hmm. I was brought in by leadership to work with a lot of different leadership teams around the company as they were coming together. I had to bring two different cultures and companies to be one united, connected team. At first, there's a little bit of cynicism. Mm -hmm. But as soon as we start getting into it, they they see the value of what we're talking about because this is what makes great teams great. Like Ford, Alan Mulally, he turned around 
Ford, years ago, I interviewed him for this, my Power of Positive Leadership book and this book mm-hmm. and talked to him about how he did it. He said it was positive leadership, that they were two Fords. They were, they were dysfunctional. He brought them together to be one Ford with positive leadership. Love tough. Love and accountability. Right? You got you to gotta love them up, he said, but you got to hold them accountable to the values, the principle, the cultures, and the standards. Why don't more... Uh, and, and I'm not I'm not picking on bosses here, but why don't more leaders, bosses, whatever you want to call them, people at the top of the food chain, so to speak, why don't more of them see that and go, you know what, this is going to affect my entire workforce. Everybody that that's working in every department, you, you've got got to all be pulling in the same direction. Does it start at the top? Or it does start at the top. Okay. I mean, I always say wherever you are, you can lead from where you are mm-hmm. and create your team and your culture. So maybe you're not the CEO, but you can make your team great. So if you have a department, make your department great. But culture is really dictated ultimately from the top. And you're right. I have a lot of leadership around the country, a lot of companies where there's not great leadership. And I hear from the people in that company, like, hey, I'm reading your book. <laughs> They're going, please come talk to yes. our boss. <laughs> yes. I, I, like, like, listen, we're trying here and I'm reading your book, but man, at the top, they're so negative. The worst email I, I get is that I'm trying and my boss is really negative. Wow. I get that quite often. And I think there's pressure from the top. There's stress, but they also don't understand these principles of great leadership. And that's why I'm passionate about what I do. I work with Dabo Sweeney, Clemson football. They won a national championship. How? On optimism, on belief, on positivity. I talk about Alan Mulally. And I, Donna Orinder, WNBA, she turned it around with belief and with a system to create that. So, again, the, I give examples that work, mm-hmm. and then I try to get them on board. But the cool thing is I've had people actually share it with their boss, and then I get brought in, and then we turn around the culture. That's happened, you know, about 10 or 15 times. Wow. Okay, so a lot of people are going to hear this interview, and not everybody is a Ford CEO or a you know national championship football team coach or whatever. These are probably mom and pop folks who own small businesses, yep. and they're dealing with five people, maybe ten people in their office. How can they – what is one takeaway that you want to make sure you can give them right now to go, okay, I can start this right now. I don't, I don't have to be a huge corporation to do this. I want to share four C's for, for those folks. And by the way, my background is in the restaurant industry, so I owned small restaurants mm-hmm. with my wife and trying to provide for our family. First C is communicate. We have to communicate to build trust and generate that commitment that builds a great team. Where there's avoiding communication, negativity will fill it. So as a leader and as a team, you have to make sure you're communicating. Then there's connect. We have to come together and connect as a team. Most teams are not connected, and that's why we don't have commitment. So if you want to have a stronger team, work on getting your team connected to really get to know each other. So that way they want to fight for each other and be there for each other, not fight against each other, but for each other. Mm -hmm. Then we talk about commitment. That means service and sacrifice. We have to make sure that we're serving each other. It's about we instead of me, we before me, which starts at the top that says, hey, this is about we. We're going to serve you. We're going to give to you. We're going to help you. We're going to mentor you. We're going to be there for you. And then in turn, we expect that back. And if we all do that together selflessly, we'll be a strong team. So how can we serve each other to grow together? I found that... You know, a lot of relationships, they're trying to get something from each other. But great relationships and great teams, they give to each other. And then finally, the last thing is, is, is care. I mean, just showing up and, and showing that you care, that is one of the greatest success strategies of all today because so many don't seem to care anymore. But when you care, you really do stand out in a world where most don't care. Have a jacket, bought a jacket from Fitz at Rosenblum's. I walk home. Next thing you know, I feel a card in the pocket, and it's from Fitz. It said, I hope you're doing something positive right now. He wrote a little note in the card to show that he cared. You know what? He stood out. 
there's always a person. Everybody, it, every workplace has them. It doesn't matter if you've got two people or two thousand. There's always somebody who is negative, and I and I don't mean in a in a permanent way. It may just be right then or at this point in their life or at this point in the year or whatever they're dealing with. How do you how do you help that person to see the more positive light? Well, one person can't make a team, but one person could break a team. And that's a person that might be an energy vampire in that moment. And I've been an energy vampire, again, in my relationships at times. And so what I try to tell that person is, look, you are contagious. And every day you're bringing that positive energy or that negative energy. Let's face it. We're going to fight. Te- great teams fight. You're going to have some disagreements. It's okay to disagree. And it's okay to have fights. You actually have to have the difficult conversations as a team in order to grow. There has to be some conflict. Mm-hmm. But if your negativity is sabotaging the team, that's the key. How can you show up and turn that negative into a positive? How can you switch your mindset and your perspective to be a more positive influence on others? Even though you may be going through a lot of challenges in your own life, how can you make the team better in that moment? So what you do at the, you do it at the cultural level. When we do it at the cultural level with the leader and the team, and they all understand these principles, then it's not okay to be negative to sabotage the team. You might be having a bad day, but it's just, it makes it at the cultural level not okay. Work with the Dodgers. They started out really bad this year. People said they're not going to make the playoffs. They, <laughs> they wrote them off. And I was communicating with the team and the coaching staff. And all I was doing was encouraging them, telling them to stay positive. And it, when you do that, it's amazing what happens because you don't have the energy vampire start to sabotage the team. Mm-hmm. You don't have the bitterness. You don't have the ego getting in the way. You just have a bunch of people working together saying, how can we get better through these challenges? What if you're the, the energy vampire and you don't realize it? If you, if you don't realize it, that's where you need your team members to actually give you some feedback. And you need a leader who is calling you out on that. But again, not in a negative way. I tell people you have to earn the right to be able to have that conversation with that person. We have a program called Driver of Positive Change where we teach managers how to be leaders. And we had someone who had an energy vampire. The boss went and met with that person and had an hour conversation. It was only supposed to be a half an hour conversation. Before they met, they actually uh, we encouraged them to write a letter of encouragement to that person. So she wrote a letter of encouragement to her energy vampire about all the good things that she saw in her and what she believed about her and the potential she had. Then they met, transformed the relationship, transformed her leadership style, seeing how that worked. And so often we don't do that. We just don't have the conversation. We don't have the communication. And so we never really get through that challenge. We just say, oh, that person's negative. We don't want to go around labeling people negative just because they may be having a bad day or they're having challenges. So how can we come together and communicate through those issues and then become stronger as a team? Something as small as a letter of encouragement. That doesn't cost anything. No. You can do a letter of encouragement. You can write a letter of gratitude. Doug Cohen, he was the CEO of Campbell Soup, wrote over 16,000 thank you notes to members of his team, his employees. And then he would sit around in the lunchroom every day and just talk to people. Really? Yep. Just like hanging out with the employees. Hanging around and we just have conversations. And you learn so much as a leader when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing for us. Like We have to make time for our kids. Like Sit down at the dinner table. I talk about... The table, because the table's where it happens. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't eat together anymore because we're so busy today, yeah. make time once a week to get together around the table and talk about the family mission statement, talk about how we can improve as a family, what are the challenges each person's dealing with, and you grow together. We did that as a family starting about seven, eight years ago, transformed our family. Tell me about a family mission statement. I have never heard of this before. So you come together as a family. Okay, the Gordons, what do we stand for? What's right. our mission? And for us, it was about making an impact in the world. How are we going to make an impact in the world? It was also to love and honor God in all that we do. And so 
I said, okay, Jade, my daughter, uh, you just almost beat your brother up. Was that honoring God and all that you did? <laughs> and so we would talk about that, how we're not living it. Right. And so, but the mission statement really unites us together towards a vision and a purpose. And great teams have a shared vision and a greater purpose for why they're going there. Do you ever give this talk and, and you've, you've, you've given it everything you've got? You've got 110% in there and, you've, and it still doesn't seem to stick with some people? Yes. If you look at the reviews of my talks, which we get... <laughs> The survey's back. About 90-something percent love it, Mm -hmm. and there's always a small percent that hate me no matter what. And they may not like the topic. He smiles too much. Yes. (laughs) But I chalk it up. I know it's coming. Yeah. And I don't even read the reviews anymore because they all say the same thing all the time. It's like I I can predict what's going to be said. Yeah. And it's okay because even if I speak to a sports team, there's one person or two people that no matter what. But one, we try to transform those people. You know, again, with love and positive intent and encouragement and coaching. And if we can, we see amazing results. But some of those people, no matter what you do, no matter what you try to do, no matter how positive you are, they still want to be negative and you can't change them. And sometimes you have to let people off the bus if they're not willing to change. Interesting. Uh, I would but, oh, don't, but don't let a spouse off the bus. I always tell people, do not uh-huh. let a spouse. No, yeah. continue to work at that no matter what. Continue to work at that. I want to go back to that. You said that you started this when things weren't going well with your wife. Yep. What made you go, okay, I got I to gotta change this? It was an ultimatum. My wife said, change or you're off the bus. And oh. she said, I love you, but I'm not going to spend my life with someone who makes me so miserable. Mm-hmm. And so... I was forced to change because I wanted to keep our marriage intact. I agreed to change, and that started me on this journey. So every day I started taking these walks of gratitude because I read you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. Ooh, that's good. Can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. Yeah. So I was taking these walks of gratitude, and it started to change my mindset. The number one thing I've done over the past 16, 17 years to be more positive. And our marriage started to improve from there. I started to improve. And so from that, the journey began. Wow. Okay, I'm all pumped. I want to go write notes to people now. <laughs> Do you normally hear stuff like yeah, this? Oh, like, yeah. They were like, oh, I'm on fire for the world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, that's that's my that's why I do what I do. When I speak to a large company, I just spoke to Norwex, right? There were 3,000 people there. Wow. And when people come up to me afterwards and they say, you know what? One woman said, I love that it was so real. It wasn't Pollyanna. And I never want to be Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. You really talked about real issues. Because we're not positive because life is easy. We're positive because life can be hard. And so I get that response. And the other one is I needed that. And so often we just need encouragement because people get discouraged. And when they get discouraged, what happens? They give up. So if we stay encouraged in our marriage, we stay encouraged as a parent, even though our, our kids are, are really failing and having some issues, we stay encouraged. Stay encouraged as a team. You don't give up. You keep moving forward. And through that encouragement, you start to see things turn around. But I've seen teams, literally, you can tell a sports team, for instance, they give up halfway through the season. You can tell they've given up. But the ones that stay encouraged, like the Dodgers, they're now in first place. Wow. And it, it, it is so easy, though, to to just go, oh, you know what, this is just this is just not working. This is just not, you know, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is, I mean, and it's it's very, it's, it's difficult to think that just a simple reminder, which is really all you've done over the last 10 minutes, that's what you've done. You have reminded everybody listening to be grateful and to think about the positive things. That's it. Yeah, I've said it's not rocket science. It's 
for me and my wife, it's relationship grit. Mm-hmm. I call it relationship grit. There's called grit in the individual sense, but there's relationship grit. 21 years, we just celebrated. How did we do it? We talked about, it. you know what? Through our challenges and our ups and downs, we just stuck with it. We stayed positive. We, we worked to get better for each other. That's the other thing. Like we, we were open to giving feedback to each other and getting better. I realized I was wrong all the time, and that's fine. That, that made the marriage stronger. Oh, well, okay. That's, that pretty much solves it right that, there. That made the marriage stronger. <laughs> and then from there, though, you know, you grow. And so, yeah, these are not, again, these are not really hard principles. They're very simple. But I have found is we forget the simple things because life is so cluttered and chaotic, we lose sight of the simple truth that means so much. When people, and this is this is easy to remember right now, especially when you're thinking, oh, you know what, I, I, I could be more positive, I could do this, this is, you know, this is easy, this is not a hard thing to do. It's when you get to the tougher decisions in life or the, you know, man, that, that guy cut me off in traffic or whatever, that's when it's difficult to go, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be positive. Right. When we're busy and stressed, we activate the yeah. reptilian part of our brain, actually. Yeah. And the reptile is not about love. The reptile is all about survival. It's, and so yeah. are you. And so when we're busy and stressed, we're just thinking about how we can get through the day. We're not thinking about helping others. But thankfully, we have this part of the brain, call it the positive dog part of the brain. And it's the neocortex. It's the part you activate when you practice gratitude and you pray or unconditional love. And the research shows we have a quarter second to override the reptile with the positive dog. But if you've ever said something you wish you didn't say, your reptile ate your positive dog. <laughs> okay, that's good So now you can visualize that. Yeah. And now when it's happening, when you see yourself getting stressed and busy, mm-hmm. acting in ways that you normally wouldn't act or ways you're not proud of, you can say, okay, my reptile is is basically coming alive. I got to calm it down. Start being grateful. Can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. Take a few deep breaths. Remember what matters most, relationships. And just being aware of it now, you can actually make better decisions as you go about throughout your day. And don't let the energy vampires get you down. Do not let... Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. Ooh, these are all good. Okay, you have to come back and share more of this stuff, I'd okay? i love to. Please do. Your new book is called The Power of a Positive Team, and you are just, I would imagine, all the time booked to come talk to people. Very yeah. busy guy. Yes, I've, I'm just, my August is just, I'm just heard from University of Texas, wants me to speak to them. I got all these corporate gigs to do, and then a lot of education co- conferences that I do at the beginning of the school year for mm-hmm. large school districts that bring all their teachers together to hear this message, which I'm passionate about education yeah. to help make a difference, because I know if I can help the educators, and they're more positive, they're going to have a greater impact on the students. So yeah, my schedule is just, is actually too slammed. I'm having to cut back a little bit, because it's been too crazy. I'm glad this was not one of the cutbacks. <laughs> Thank things. you. Thank you very very much. John Gordon, it has been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much. Been spending great. a few months, a few a few months, <laughs> a few moments with John Gordon. I'm Tanya J. Powers. This is Fox News Radio. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.